Bodie switches the stick, can't get it through Nash, bumps it ahead, Marshan with the game on his stick in sudden death. Welcome to the show. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Craig. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. Uh, you're listening to the Tabletown Sports Podcast as uh, we embark on our first ever proper Bruins episode. Yeah. Maybe wondering what the hell we're doing here. Yeah. We well, also are wondering that, but listen we'll figure on. it out as we go. <laughs> <laughs> listen on to answer that question. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Football's over. We're over it. We've mourned that. We've moved on. Yeah, it's over. Now it's time for some hockey. No more picking at that scab. We're going to let that sit for a little while. Yeah, now we can let the Bruins fight our battles. Yeah, literally and figuratively. Hopefully, literally. Uh, so as we stand here now, it is uh, Monday, President's Day. Happy President's Day yeah, to everyone to out there. Some of them. Yeah. Sure. Some of the presidents, it's Washington's not the people. birthday, right? That's what we're really celebrating. That guy. Yeah. That guy got it. One that started it all. You know what one of my favorite commercials on TV is now? What? The one where Washington crosses the Delaware oh, yeah. Turnpike. <laughs> We've all got places to be. <laughs> we all got places to go. Oh, yeah. so good. So yeah, good. that one is good. That's funny. I don't even know who it's, what we're... No. Some of those ads it. really lose it because they're funny and Just you get remember lost what's in the hilarity. funny, but yeah. I'm like, I don't know what you're... I forget what you're advertising. Anyways, so it's Monday, February 19th. Right now, your Boston Bruins are in uh, second place in the Eastern Conference... Second place in their division, the Atlantic division. Yeah. With uh, coming in hot with 80 points. Woo! Right behind Tampa Bay, who right now has 81, I believe. Unless they play today, which, whatever, I don't care. Let's just say they have 81 and the Bruins have 80. <laughs> Let's not worry about the details here, folks. And facts just uh, facts don't matter. We hours ago, uh, the Bees beat the Flames, Calgary Flames, mm-hmm. uh, on the road. They're on a little West Coast road trip right now, yeah. which I love. Me too. The late start times. I like the late start times oh, too. Fucking it's nice because it. that seven o'clock start is you know hockey games aren't crazy long. And right. That seven o'clock start is tough. You get Easy home to from miss. work, you're trying to make dinner before you know it. You're turning on the TV and it's the third period. Easy to miss. Yeah, yeah. the ten o'clock, the nine o'clock start times. Yeah, oh, great all day. It's perfect. You can like lay in bed and watch a Bruins game. The best. I'm there for it. Yeah, the, they had a four o'clock game today. Yeah, matinee. Which is funny. Ooh. I actually looked up uh, what if there was a holiday in Canada. Because I was like, did the NHL just force Canada to have a Monday holiday? Canada doesn't fucking care about President's Day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What do they celebrate? But the like people Mountie in Calgary, Day? the people in Calgary had to go to a one o'clock start. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, well, I was thinking about it hard. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> They're like, listen, Canada, fuck you. You yeah. do it. I looked up, I spent, it was a very half-assed sort of lookup of yeah. the Canadian holidays on today and I couldn't Didn't check out, find didn't find one. Really? I can't imagine February 19th is a big holiday day. Yeah, no, nothing. So I think the NFL, the NFL, the NHL is just strong arming the nation of Canada to take a Monday off. <laughs> Whatever, I'm, I'm here for it. People all over Calgary. <laughs> I'm an American. That's fine yeah, with me. Fuck them. You should all have presidents getting behind us. But anyways, yeah, they won in overtime. It was uh, kind of a snoozer of a game. The Calgary yeah. Flames are like they're hovering right around the playoff line in the Western Conference, but they're good, a good team. Um, and they played the Bruins hard a couple weeks ago when they played and played hard today. But it was just like a low scoring. Sort of a defensive struggle game. Overtime was sick, though. Tukaras made some like epic, sa- like the the basically the way that overtime transpired mm-hmm. was the Bruins had no business winning that game because like I think the only shot on net they had was Brad Marchand on a breakaway at the end, which yeah. ultimately sealed it. But Tukaras sort of stu- stood on his head for a, a 
couple saves in the overtime period there and it was pretty dope that's good because we were coming off a game where he needed a rebound he got pulled in the first period of the game that's true that canucks game yeah saturday night he got lit up four goals in the first period i think that was like the first time in years yeah. that the bruins have let up That's four a, goals in a first period good so. point good point yeah he good had a lot of rest game. heading into today uh yeah he needed to rebound because that yeah, the whole team i mean anytime you let up six goals yeah, like that's just that's, not a good night d- yeah deflating to say the least mm-hmm. yeah not a good night defensively and certainly in that yeah and they're going to continue to be on the road like they're only in the second game of this west coast swing and as much as we like the late starts in the late games they probably don't like that's out of their routine it's out of the rhythm yeah you're a little jet lagged and you're having to play to what what feels like 10 o'clock to you Mm -hmm. you know you don't have your home crowd you don't have your families um you're you're an expert on uh time zone traveling now i am it's it's (laughs) let me tell you i'm still if i have a hard time getting onto a beach uh, these guys are gonna have a hard time playing nhl hockey yeah when you're waking up at five in the morning because to you it feels like 8 a.m. That's a long time yeah. that you play hockey. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, and yeah, they got Edmonton on Thursday, I think. Yeah. And then yeah. they, start, they start coming back east and they got Toronto. And then they have a six-game homestand after that. Nice. Which it feels like time. they played a lot of games at home already, too. Mm. Like the beginning no of the season. either back that up or refute it. No, I'm just, it's just a feeling. Yeah. I said feeling. <laughs> and it's a fact. I feel that also. Yeah. I Early in the season, it seemed like man, the Bruins are home a lot. And I remember thinking that's shitty because it must mean that they have a lot of road games towards the back half of the right. season, which you don't Yeah, want. I'm not sure how that goes. Sometimes those West Coast swings, you know, uh, you, I remember in the cup year in 2011, there was like yeah. a West Coast road trip that we didn't know it at the time as fans, but like the team after the fact cited that road trip as like awesome, like galvanizing. They, I mean, they, I'm sure they won most of the games, yeah. but um, I mean, I don't, it didn't like stick out my memory at the time, but like w- after they won the cup, they were like, you know, Mark Recchi and whoever on that team were like citing that trip as like something that was like important oh. to them, like coming together as a team, blah, blah, blah. So oh, nice. I knows? guess that time who knows what's going together. on right now up in fucking Calgary. Maybe they're at like a, a Outback Steakhouse, yeah, just yes. like, you know, having like a Mighty Duck style <laughs> post game pizza party or something <laughs> <laughs> like There's coming just- together crushing awesome blossoms half of them fucking can't even drink anyway so who yeah. knows what they're doing they're probably making like prank phone calls and stuff in their <laughs> hotel rooms <laughs> like, they're watching like scrambled porn channels trying to see yeah a bunch of see. fucking 19 year old kids is all that team yeah. is at this point it's awesome though they got no fear right yeah they're like whatever they're gonna live forever yeah all of them. <laughs> i'm just here for this i gotta get out there uh, so speaking of kids uh this brings us into our next topic of discussion here uh nhl trade deadline coming up February 26th? Correct. February 26th at 3 p.m. Oh, three. Hard three. Eastern time. Not Toronto time. I think they're an hour behind. Right. I don't know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about where Toronto falls. I know it's three o'clock Eastern time. Gotcha. 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 So (laughs) there's been some interesting talks about like what should the Bruins do? I mean, they're having a really good year. Like we said at the top of the show, second place in their division. One of the best teams in the NHL. It's basically them Vegas fucking well, vegas uh, that's of all a people crazy story btw it's awesome i fucking I'm in, oh i love it finally a professional sports team in vegas and they're just lighting it an expansion up. team of yeah, all which never happens the expansion teams are always crap you're always like why did this league do that they just diluted talent mm-hmm. and no they are like Fuck yeah golden knights crushing people they really I are love it you know what sucks for Bru- bruins perspective on that though is that 
the coach of the Golden Knights, I don't know his fucking name, but he's like just an obvious lock for coach of the year. This isn't something that like matters, but like Bruce Cassidy would be a pretty strong candidate for coach oh, of the sure. year, if not for this Vegas dude who's just, you know, obviously lighting the world on fire when nobody expected oh. him to. Well, doesn't everyone get draft picks from the expansion draft? Or did they already use those in the last draft? No, they don't get, you don't get oh, anything don't do from that? the expansion draft. You just oh, gotta like, geez. there's this crazy formula of like up. who you give away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, everyone has to give away like some X number of, of people, yeah. and yeah, you can like protect a certain number. It's a of whole people. fucking mess. Yeah, um, they don't do it like like baseball or something where you get like. No, I don't know. Oh. It, the whole process makes me go fucking cross-eyed. To be totally honest with you, the NHL <laughs> I was happy when it was over. Does like to do stuff that's very like it's very simple. You just go A and B and C and X, and you're like, I don't, I don't follow. <laughs> right. It's like well, because they're all fucking Europeans and stuff. Yeah, where they're, they're like too smart. Let me explain the metric system to you. It's actually very simple. And I'm like, what? No, ow, it hurts. Because <laughs> we're stupid. Yeah, basically. They just are like, it probably is very obvious and like makes total sense. And if I actually could like follow what they were saying, would be like, oh yeah, every sport should do it that way. But I'm just like, no, dumb American. And like, I hate that. That looks hard. I don't want that. So I don't care. Yeah, that's I just like arrive. that the Golden Knights are lighting it up. Yeah, they sure are. So anyways, Basically, the long story short is that the Bruins are having an overachieving year, I think you could say. I would agree. So I think they are in a position where they have to ask sort of a like strategic fundamental question of like, what do you do with this team? Do you take what you have in this year, which is a team that's, I mean, it would be a calamity if they didn't make the playoffs at this point. So let's just say a lock for the playoffs oh, and a lock for a higher seed in the before, playoffs. Though. Right. And do you take that team and do you like commit and make some moves at the deadline to get better now? Or do you take a look at yourself and look at your team and look at the youth that you have and just say, hey, you know what? It's all gravy, like kind of like a playing with house money type of a strategy and just whatever happens in the playoffs happens in the playoffs. But we're not going to like trade anybody that we like and want to stick around just to get better this year. Yeah. Where do you fall on that? I fall in the. You're you are now. Uh, Don what's his face? Don Sweeney. Yeah. Thank God. I don't want to be Shirelli. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the, the don't, don't mess with it. Don't blow it up camp. Yeah. I think for Stan two. Pat movement. Yeah. I think you can make a couple moves to maybe enhance a few positions. But as far as like, there's some trades out there that constitute moving some like pretty key players right now. Yeah. And I just think you shouldn't trade away your future and you shouldn't mess with the chemistry. You know, you were just talking about in 2011 winning, they won the cup and they reference back this like trip they took together and the solidarity and the teamwork that it inspired in them. And you're coming, you're going to come off a trip like that and then hit the trade deadline a couple days later and flip somebody. Yeah. And you're going to move some of those people and you've just undone some of that camaraderie and, you know, hockey is a game of skill where you have to be able to kind of read where your line partners are going to be. Oh, yeah, familiarity is important. Yeah, totally. and, like, how do people skate? Where do they like to shoot from? Like, how do you work together to score that goal? I think you you run a risk of ruining the chemistry if you make too many moves and shake things up too much. Yeah, I mean, I'm ag I agree with, like, don't go nuts. However. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want them to go nuts, but I think that they should. I, I think they got to do something bordering on major i want to say like 
nothing's guaranteed. I like I've seen this happen before in lots of different situations where like a team gets good faster than you think, and you think that the, you you look at your future and it's just this rosy like you know yeah. the, the the future of this team is just like sprawled out ahead of you like a fucking rainbow, and you're like how could this ever not how could we not win you know three Stanley Cups in the next ten years like we've got this guy we've got Danton Hyde we've got Macarizzi like we've got David Pat you know. You look at all your young guys and they're all performing well, like right now. And I don't know, just there's just no guarantee that that's going to happen. I mean, everybody likes their own prospects, particularly when they're playing well. I say you fucking sell high on some of these guys and get some sort of more established talent in here and try to win this year. Like the, w- one of the things I love about the NHL is that teams frequently come out of the woodwork and win cups. Like yeah. it's not like the NBA where there's a lot of parody. It's a fucking four team league and really only a two team league. You know what I mean? Right. Where like. You could predict the finals in September. You know right. exactly who's going to be there at the end. Like the NHL is a type of league where you can you can get hot and you can ride it and win yourself a fucking yeah. championship. They're upsets all the time. I say go for it. Now I don't want to trade but any of their like blue chip like seer. Like I'm not trading McAvoy or anything like sure. that. But like yeah. <laughs> you mentioned Frank Vitrano earlier. Oh yeah, see bye. Trade him. He's not fucking, even playing. He's a healthy scratch. I don't know. You can name a lot of those players that have looked really good right now, and I would be like later dog. Sure, but Vetrano's not playing on the ice. Like he's not a part of. Yeah, Vetrano's an easy one. That's yeah, an easy one. That's, that's a slam dunk. One. Everyone would trade that. Yeah, who cares? He's like sitting on the ninth floor. But like the uh, Danton Heinen, who score? I think he's at something at like he's got like twenty points or something like that. This. I, I, mean, I guess like, what I say like is if you're getting the most out of these guys right now, and they are like playing out of their skates and better than they ever you ever could have predicted yeah. at this time. Why trade them away while they're performing? Sell high, baby. That's like, that's what you do. (laughs) Yeah, but you could win if you could win with this team, right? You win and then you could still sell high in the offseason. Yeah. And get something back. And then you're not just getting rental players and you're not getting hosed because you're coming up against the trade deadline. And like, there's a lot of buyers this season, which means prices are going to be up. Like a lot of the teams are crunched together. There's really probably only four serious sellers. Right. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a low number of sellers. It's not like half of the league is out already of the playoff picture. Right, right. So you're going to end up overpaying for some of these rental players. And who knows if they're going to come in and actually have the impact that you predict they could have on your team in your style of play. Yeah, I just think that there are some guys out there. Ryan McDonough is the one that I really am like passionate about. Yeah. Mostly because you mentioned the prices being high. The New York Rangers basically like sent like an open letter to their fans, which is like really weird and unprecedented across all of sports where they basically were just like, this is going to be tough. Uh, (laughs) We are going to do a, what you call a little rebuild here. Uh, It's going to hurt. Nobody likes that. (laughs) Nobody likes that. And so I think in doing that, they just send a a flare up to the whole league that says we're selling who's buying. And I I think that drives prices down, honestly. Yeah, but not if you have 16 buyers that can get in on it. I would move some significant prospects to get Ryan McDonough because I look at Ryan McDonough, who's the defenseman for the New York Rangers, mm-hmm. who a lot of people probably don't know. I mean, I didn't know this guy's name until sure. recently when they talked about the trade yeah. rumors, but like solid, established, like cornerstone defenseman for your yeah. team. And I look him at and him McAvoy and McAvoy your, and I just yeah. get I, I like get lightheaded, you know, <laughs> Yeah, <you're, laughs> for like the next fucking well, 10 years and you know like for defensemen sure there's going to be need for that like char yeah, can't Char's play 40. forever he already looks old he's just a fucking monster he but. can keep going for another couple years like defensemen can last a long yeah. time particularly if he's not like the guy who gets all the minutes all the time which is what he's been for most of his career right 
Um, if they can find a way to dial him back, i.e. get another number one defenseman, that could be something <laughs> that younger. could prolong his longevity. Sure, but I, I guess like, well, I guess it depends if you're not the only team that's going to be going for him. Because I was going to say like, well, you could try to get McDonough out of the offseason. But it's right. like, well, some if someone else picks him up, why would they get rid of him if yeah. they just traded him? I think he'll, and he'll probably be traded at the deadline, I would guess. Because if they're selling, I, I would he's assume like, yeah, they're yeah, selling. Yeah. They, like everyone's on the someone's table. Someone's going to get him. Yeah. Why? Some team will pick him up. Even if it's another crap bag team, you might as well. Like right. you can get him. Right. For a rebuild for yourself. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It's just, it's so easy when you have teams overperforming like this to just fall in love with your own. That was something that you mentioned Shirelli a moment ago. That was something that Shirelli oh, yeah. was horrible yeah, about. And one of the reasons why yeah. they didn't. I mean, I remember feeling that whole, you know, looking at the bright future thing in like 2009, 2010. And looking at Marshan, Lucic, Bergeron, you know, at that time, Tim Thomas and Rask and all this stuff. And being like, wow, you know, the future really is bright. And they win a cup and that was amazing. And they go to another one and that was amazing. And even in 13, after they lost to the Blackhawks, you still yeah. felt like they were like on the right up. there. And then next thing you know, five years goes by and you're and they've done nothing. And yeah, you're like, but Fuck. that's because Claude wouldn't play the young guys. Like the it's also because Shirelli they, signed a bunch of his dudes yeah, and he just like, he fell long, in love with. Like long term, big contracts and, and then just killed subsequently them with the Claude cap. mothballed everybody else. So exactly. yeah, that's so how like, you found yourself One of there. the things that worked to get them there is like you fed from the Providence mm-hmm. Bruins up and you had to play those guys. But yeah, they like Shirelli and Claude, like tag team, just like signing these legacy players and yeah, just letting just them keep on throwing Chris Kelly on the ice. Oh, Jesus Christ. Who I actually <laughs> saw a rumor thing today that he actually might come back to do what? Drop Play the puck? hockey. <laughs> no, just be like a reliable forward. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know what Chris Kelly does well, honestly, other than oh, maybe yeah. like kill penalties. Yeah. He, yeah. Not a reliable forward. He is a body on the ice, I guess. Reliable in the sense that he'll like show up. Yeah, Yeah, he knows how to get to the rink, I guess, and can tie his own skates. You know, it's funny. I just Googled Chris Kelly and the hockey player does not come up. (laughs) Chris Mac Daddy Kelly (laughs) comes up, who is apparently more reliable uh, hip hop artist from the early 90s. Jeez. (laughs) Well, all right. I just want to know who he plays for. Oh, he plays for Edmonton. Oh, we'll see him in a couple days. Great. All right. So the scouting report will be out on Chris Kelly. See how he's doing We're basically just doing like an old Bruins. Him and Shirelli. That's where fucking Shirelli is. Yeah, that is where Shirelli is. No, I thought he's... No, he's in... Yeah, no. Edmonton. Oilers. And he's... He's not in Calgary? No. He's in Edmonton. And he's trashing them too. Yeah, he sure is. Let's get him. Let's get him. Let's get Chris Kelly. Let's get, we'll get Lucic back. Oh, he's in Edmonton too, isn't he? He's up there, I think. Because he went to LA first and then he went up there. Yeah, because he's just calling, Shirelli's just calling all his boys home. I doubt there's a hip hop the- artist named Milan Lucic. I'm pretty sure this <laughs> will be the only. Just to be like the geriatric team at Edmonton. How's that working out? And Ference also, Andrew Ference. Basically like a oh significant. God. This yeah. is this is what's funny about this is that Shirelli fell in love with these guys and handed them big contracts while they were in Boston. And then did not learn from his mistakes, no. went to Edmonton and, and took them in some cases, just literally brought all these same Bruin, same Bruins guys with him. Yeah. And, and now, I'm sure has fallen in love with some Edmonton dudes that aren't worth the contracts yeah. they've been given also, but I don't fall. Forgive me for not following Edmonton Oilers, <laughs> you know, third line wingers. So you don't as know closely as that Canadian holidays and you don't know the Edmonton Oilers. What am I even doing? I can't here? even say Oilers. I'm going to take the next segment off. You just go. I got it. <laughs> so anyways, that's, you know, we'll see what happens on the trade deadline. It should be sort of interesting. It always, um, it always is. And the NHL is predicting this to be a pretty big trade deadline, like across the league, not, you know, not just the Bruins, um, because uh, like we said before, there are so many teams that are in it. 
Yeah. You, you know, things could be coming down to the wire. Yeah. Cam Neely also Maybe. came out in the last couple of weeks saying something to the effect of like, yeah, well, you know, we want to be careful and not like break up the chemistry. He used like the chemistry oh, see, term. Me and Cam. Which to me is him I sort know. of just sort of Ooh. like telegraphing Ooh. that like we're not going to do much. Don't get excited. Yeah. He was writing an open letter to his fans there too. Chemistry. The chemistry thing I think is overrated. I don't. I, I think I it's think overrated across all sports to I be I think honest. you're crazy. I think when teams like each other and want to play together, that's important. Yeah. No. Teams like to win. You ever, have no, you ever seen like a winning no. team that was like, man, those guys hated oh. each other? No. Or for that matter, have you ever seen a losing but team that you, was like, man, okay. those guys look like they're having a blast. It's like chicken, chicken and, and beer guys. Chicken and beer guys. They look no, like they there was all sorts of infighting going on there. <laughs> no, but, I think the winning comes first and the chemistry oh, follows. I don't. I think the chemistry comes first and the winning oh, comes you're from crazy. that. You're crazy. No. How am I crazy? You don't think that if you have a group of guys that are working towards the same goal and understanding each other and caring about each other, that they play better and they play harder because you don't want to let down the guy next to you? I think that's true. Sure, but that's chemistry. But there's like, right. But I think just in, we don't look at teams and say that they have good chemistry or bad chemistry. Like, like do you ever notice that the only, the teams that have good chemistry are always the ones that are winning and the, and the teams that don't are always the ones that are losing? <laughs> yeah, we're agreeing. We're just, we have opposite No, we're not agreeing. Effects. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're we agreeing about the outcomes, but what causes what. Teams that win have good, yeah, it is the chicken and egg argument because we're, we both agree that teams that win have good chemistry. Yeah. You're just saying the winning creates the chemistry and I'm saying the chemistry creates the winning. Right. So, uh, so, <laughs> so where this brings us at the trade yeah, deadline for this year, I don't know. I'm just, all I know is I'm frustrated. <laughs> you know what? You guys can tweet us what you think. Do you think it's chemistry leads to winning or winning leads to chemistry? Yeah. Maybe we'll put out a poll that like six Ooh. people will fill out. Probably a shit ton of Philly fans. Will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, that's a perfect example. The Patriots had shit chemistry going into the Super Bowl. There was all this infighting and look, they lost. Bad chemistry led to losing. All right, next segment. <laughs> next. Oh, yes. I did it. <laughs> it was a circular reason, but I got there. Uh, right. Yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been watching the Olympics there, Clarky? Sure have. Yeah? I like it. And staying up all night to watch this crap? I watched, I watched some ice dancing the other night. Yep. The nip slip. Did you see that? No. Was there oh, really? Oh, yeah. Girl's costume came undone. She was what French. Country? She didn't care. France. France. Okay. They're pretty open over there. Yeah. She was like, whatever. But she. they ended up coming in second. Huh. This was in the technical competition. Interesting. <laughs> I learned a lot wow. about ice dancing. I should look that up. This wasn't the setup you were trying to get me to. But no, no, not really. <laughs> Something that's been... J- <laughs> But I, I got excited. I do no, like I got, the Olympics. Now I'm all in. Now I'm, I'm like, I have a lot of questions about some of these Olympic sports. Do you think figure skating is a sport? No, we talked about this. Yeah, but not. Oh, with you want me on? on. <laughs> you want me on? Oh, I get it. Uh, no. Yeah, me neither. Because it's subjective. Yeah, judges. Right. Totally. I like the way you danced better Good than the agreeing. way you dance. <laughs> Good agreeing. I've come a long way since last segment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is, you know why? Because we have good chemistry. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So it leads to winning. So the NHL tie-in with this year's Olympics uh, is actually something that like really pisses me off, where the NHL yeah. basically just like gave the finger to the IOC and just <laughs> yeah, said, like, like, we're no. not going to take a break. We can't deal with 
taking a two-week break for the Olympics once every four fucking years and letting our players go like represent their countries in like on the biggest stage, which infuriated me when they announced that like last year or two years ago, whenever it was, and yeah. continues to infuriate me while I watch the Olympics right now. Yeah, and it's too bad because hockey is the sport that can be best represented across the globe. Fuck yeah. Like basketball, you end up with the dream team, of course, right? They're yeah, all Americans. It's not even it's a thing. cool, but it doesn't matter. Hockey, you have players Finland, from Sweden, so Russia, yeah, totally. many countries. I mean, it's usually US and Canada at the end, but like sure. but it's it not a, cool. it's certainly not like basketball. Yeah, right. not it was close. cool four years ago to see Chara out there with the uh flag Slovakia? of his people. Yeah. Yeah, Slovakia. <laughs> Who beat the US this year anyway? Or Slovenia? No, uh Yeah. Yeah, Slovenia. Slovenia, not Slovakia. They beat Slovakia. Yeah, I, I can't know. keep it These straight. Eastern I can't keep it straight. Although I, I can, know. what I could keep straight is waking up at seven in the morning to watch them lose to the uh, Olympic athletes of Russia. Yeah, brutal. which was uh, not worth my time. Should have slept <laughs> in. That was a Saturday. <laughs> not getting those couple hours back. Yeah, that you know that's one of the hard parts. Is I do watch the Olympics, but with the time change, brutal hockey ends up getting screwed because NBC will show you stuff in primetime, but they like to jump all around. And like hockey doesn't lend itself. You can't be like, let's check in for two minutes of this game. Right. So like you go to watch it when it's on or. Yeah. And prime time for us is like two in the afternoon or one in the afternoon in, right. in South Korea. So they're not playing. And they're like one thing that is lucky ish is that like the prime time, like the gold medal games and stuff yeah. for hockey will be like 10 o'clock start times out yeah. there. So that's like 7 a.m. here. So like, I don't know. I think it's cool when it works out like that because people can get it in like before work and stuff. Yeah, know? that's cool when you can like get up and watch a game. Yeah, and then like have your day after that. Mm. Anyways, so that's been pissing me off. But something that's cool about no NHL players being there, it's just a bunch yeah. of random kids yeah. in the Olympics like this year. Like college and AHL players, right? Totally, totally. No, not even no, AHL. Not, yeah. Just that's, college. That's um, cool. And some like KHL dude, like in that Russia game, like Ilya Kovalchuk and fucking Pavel Datsuk who like retired from the NHL but still play in Russia in the KHL who just made, I mean, it was men amongst boys out there. Well, li- literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's less of a <laughs> metaphor. retired More of NHL. just actual facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like retired NHL players play against college kids. Yeah, not I like long retired either. Like yeah. Kovalchuk was in the, in the league like two years ago, yeah. just being a boss. And hockey players can play for a crazy long time. Oh, yeah. Yager's still banging say, around. Look at Yager. Christ's sakes. And he, not only is he old, but he's also had every venereal disease known to man. Like, he's, he's actually banging around the NHL. <laughs> just get. He's like, there's a couple parts of this country I haven't hit yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, anyways. Um, the things that mullet's seen. <laughs> a lot of dirty places. Not clean. Yeah. <laughs> so Bruins tie in yeah. to the men's team. Yeah, this is going somewhere. To the Olympic team. Ryan Donato. Love it. Who's the little pimply faced uh, centerman for the for the U.S. <laughs> men who is he's not hard to miss if you actually end up catching one of these uh, men's games like he, he gets power play minutes. He's I believe they're like starting like first line centerman. Yeah. Um, and in that Slovenia game that they won, it was two nothing. He scored both goals. They're yeah. both power play goals. And they needed that win or they would have been eliminated then. No, in that in that group play round, it's just for seeding. I gotta learn more. I looked facts. that up earlier today. It's I thought it was like double elimination. I don't think anybody got eliminated from the group play. Oh damn! I think the group play is like you just go round robin just to establish who plays who. That's dumb. Yeah, I don't know. Also, I could be totally wrong. Fuck us, right? Whatever. Um, <laughs> We're not Olympic specialists. They beat Slovakia though. They lost to Slovenia. Okay. Anyway, so in that Slovakia game. Okay. Donato scored. Donato scored both goals. the goals. 
And he's looked like he has some skill, sure. which is cool. Playing against his peers. And some people that are way better than <laughs> him in some, some cases. Yeah, he basically, he looks like, uh, he. I feel like he's sort of comparable to David Pasternak, mm. who, current Bruin David Pasternak, who is like clearly very gifted offensively, but you could like breathe on him and he'll turn over the puck. Like yeah. He just has like no <laughs> ability to like maintain possession. He's just like a fucking turnover waiting to happen. Like th- yeah. like watching Ryan Donato fly around out there. It's like puck on his stick. He's definitely got some fucking sizzle, but like, man, you just fucking push him right over and he's yeah. gone. <laughs> well, he's young though. He's like 19, right? Right, so right, right. He, he hasn't even like finished growing yet to put on like bulk and weight. and Yeah, right. Okay. It's also there's like, a, there's like a decision the quality people. element there too. Sure. Yeah, well he's got to because if you can razzle dazzle like that, like sure, yeah, you don't have to muscle guys. You can just like and right. like slip the puck him. between there. Yeah, do some crazy mighty he's ducks shit. Adam and get Banks. Out of there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Same page. Same page. Uh, fun fact about Ryan Donato. Yeah, please give it to me. No, yeah, I want you to give it to me. Uh, the name may sound familiar. Yeah, not because you've heard of him, but because his dad. Yeah, was a. Bruins player in the 90s? Something like that. 80s, 90s, some shit. Ted Donato. Ted Donato. Teddy Donato. Have you ever heard a more Boston sounding name on the Bruins than Ted Donato? It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Yeah, it was 90s. Yeah. He oh, played he with like re- Adam Oates in, Yeah, and yeah, like yeah, those yeah. guys. Ray Bork fucking yeah. era. Retired in 04. Oh, um, damn. Ted had some longevity in there. Yeah, yeah, he went for it. Also, uh, local kid. Yeah. All around. Makes sense because he would have grown up here with his dad playing here. Yeah. So, so he he's grew from up. Situate. He currently, so his uh, Ted Donato coaches at Harvard. Brian Donato plays for Harvard. Oh, I didn't know Ted got, Donato was a coach there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, got drafted by the Bruins. So this guy never well, even has to leave the fucking zip code. Hometown. Yeah. He's like a spoke bee waiting to happen. I almost like feel bad for him. Like, you know, get a, I'm glad he gets to go to South Korea and like experience the world a little bit. Yeah, travel some, see something else. There's a lot outside these city limits. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Boston's a great place to be. Don't get me wrong, but like, you know. Yeah, it's a big world. It's a big Kid. world. Sometimes it's good to leave the yeah. 617 area code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably hasn't even made it into a 508 going from Harvard. Yeah, just no, to the yeah, Bruins. seriously. Um, so That's yeah, cool. keep your eye out for Brian Donato. He's, uh, he looks pretty Up good. And, and just the team in general is fun. It's it's interesting because they're still, you know, obviously really good. It's just a bunch of motherfuckers who have no idea who they are. Yeah, they're just a bunch of kids out there playing. It's yeah. like watching the Beanpot tournament. You're like, yeah, yeah let's totally. watch, see what these kids can do. And some of the... Some of the it's funny how the odds have like flipped a little bit um in this olympic tournament relative to other we mentioned it with the russian guys but like there are a lot of european leagues that are like legit leagues yeah and it's not something that people might get confused by it's not the olympics saying that professional hockey players can't play it was the nhl saying that we're not yeah, sending NHL players to the olympics they wouldn't because to do it they have to stop the season right right right, right. like obviously but you could read fun. that as you know like back in the day miracle on ice and shit like yeah. that like the, uh, the the olympics wouldn't allow pros right. it was only amateur only amateurs. right yeah right, that right, was right. like the whole thing you couldn't go pro and it'd yeah. be this like not the well case. if you go pro you can't play in the olympics next year right even right. with like ice skating, mm-hmm. like you couldn't declare yourself pro and it had to do with like the number of other tournaments that you compete in and like how they're ranked. Oh, weird. Yeah. There was like a whole thing yeah. about whether or not you were considered an amateur or pro. Yeah. And I think the IOC is very much release. Yeah. Uh, relaxed. Mid nineties. Right. Obviously. They like stopped that because that was like the first dream team in basketball yeah. and whatever. So, right. yeah. But I mean, it's, it's interesting because there are a lot of like perfectly solid, like pro leagues in Europe, all throughout Europe, not just the KHL, although that is a big one in Russia. Yeah. Where like a lot of, you know, bordering NHL players go and a lot of oh, retired yeah. NHL players go if they want to just go back to their home country. So right. like 
Sweden, Finland, you know, uh, fucking Czech Republic, all those places that are usually like B plus Olympic teams versus like the A teams, like U.S., Canada, Russia, basically. Right, when they're playing like with their... Those teams now, like Norway, Finland, Sweden, like those places, I think have like a little bit of an edge. They're going to have some like veteran talent on there who are like, you know, we've got Brian Gianta who like is captain of the U.S. team. He's, he's he, I heard this on the broadcast of the Russia thing. He's the oldest American athlete. Oh. In the games this year, Brian Gianta is, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he's back playing with just like literally a bunch of children. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, dad... Can you buy us some beer? Yeah. yeah. They're like listening to fucking, you know, he's like Lil listening Uzi to NPR. Vert in yeah. the fucking locker room. And yeah, he's listening to like, he's like, I'm trying to catch up on the news. CNN's on. Calm down, kids. He's like over there. What? Like last week when the stock market tank, he's like freaking out because his 401k looks like shit. They're like, what? Yeah. What? Is that your username on Snapchat? I don't yeah. get it. Is this in your story? What are you doing? Anyway. Yeah. So poor bastard. Anyways, so it's, it should be interesting to see. But yeah, keep your eye out for Ryan Donato. Yeah. Looks good. It's awesome, too, because it's like, it's just crazy that the Bruins have just so many kids. kids. The whole yeah. team right now is kids. And then there's other kids elsewhere that are like lighting it up. It's great. Yeah, there's more coming. The Providence Bruins are not a trash team. They yep. they often are actually pretty good, though. Like, they Typically. hold their own. Well, which you know is who weird was their coach does. for the last five or six years? I sure do. Fucking Bruce. Butch. Oh, Butch. What did I call oh. Bruce? Well, his name's Butch. His name's Bruce. Oh, but. Jesus Christ. Now you're fucking me up. I have a hard enough time remembering names. People call him Butch Cassidy because, you know, the Butch Sundance Cassidy. Sundance Kid? Exactly. That can be Donato. He can be the Sundance Kid. Hey, <laughs> Just made a buddy cop movie for him. Get ready. Hey, anyway. that was a fun episode. Yeah, I like talking about the Bruins. Hockey's cool. It's fun. It literally. Oh, it's a good pun. Hey, the wow. And on that joke. note. Dad jokes. <laughs> let's get the hell out of here. Okay. But, I got, uh, oh. two new things. Oh. We got a website now, Clarky. Whoa. Believe it or not. Look at us. Tattletownsportspodcast.com. In the 20th century. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to it. <laughs> We've actually had a website for a while, but now it actually like looks good and is worth visiting. So yeah. uh, Tattletownsportspodcast.com. Check it out. You can listen to all our crap there. See the show notes, all that good stuff. Nice. As well as. Well, I don't know. You can follow us. You know, all the normal <laughs> shit. Oh, you can do all that other crap. Listen to last week's episode. No, you can. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Tattletowncast. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, both at Titletown Cast. Mm-hmm. I, I know things. I work here. Uh-huh. Uh, and of course, you can rate and subscribe in iTunes. But most importantly, tell a friend. Tell your friends. It's the right thing to do. Especially yeah. your hockey loving friends. Totally. That maybe didn't give a shit about the pages. You know, it's like tell the friends of yours that got all hyped up the last time, like the last time the Bruins were in the playoffs and they were yelling yeah. at the TV, but like they never watched regular season games. Tell that guy <laughs> or girl. <laughs> Yeah, we'll keep them informed until we get the playoffs.